Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, August 18th, brought to you by DraftBeast.com and on it, Go to our podcast page, click that on it link, check out their great supplements, workout, uh, workout equipment, their great apparel, all kinds of good stuff at on it. I am joined by Rob McCarran of Shake Them Ropes. Rob, how are you? I'm doing great here on August 15th, doing excellently. Ooh. Uh, here for the post Monday night uh, podcast, I I'm in a bit of a better mood than last week, although I don't know if it was the show's uh, fault. I don't know uh, because this I don't know what they're doing. I didn't like this show. I I don't know if I can like any <sighs> three hour raw. I'm not even worried I mean, about liking it or not liking it. Like, what the hell are they doing with putting the segments where they're putting them? I don't know. I, whatever you whatever you want to do. It just seems so weird, right? Like, it's the third hour doesn't matter as much anymore. Like, everything used to build to the third hour, and now it's kind of like the second hour has taken control. The top and the bottom of that second hour is the big deal. So, uh, what, what are you going to do? I, you know, they didn't build towards SummerSlam as well as they've built towards pay-per-views earlier this year. I mean, almost every other pay-per-view uh, has been built better than what SummerSlam is built up to. And of course, you have the confirmation. We all we all knew it was happening, but now you have the confirmation this week that SummerSlam will be four hours plus a two-hour kickoff show, an hour worth of matches. Uh, you're going to have probably three kickoff matches plus your your main card show. It, it's insane. Way too much time. Um, as, as many MMA analysts have put it, baseball, football, they're trying to find ways to shorten their games. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, WWE and the UFC are trying to find ways to stretch theirs out yeah. as much as possible. Well, you got, you got you know baseball and football and all them. You're, the networks are paying for the game. They're paying for the rights. It doesn't matter how long the games are. Uh, if WWE was, TV was two hours, yeah, it might be better, but you're not getting as much money from the networks as you would if it was a three hour show. So it's a, it's a little bit different of a ball game, but yeah, I mean, you got, you got everyone else trying to be shorter and shorter and shorter. And WWE is trying to be longer and longer and longer. 
And yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at some point in the future, especially if uh, maybe they try and get some other type of TV deal a couple of years from now when the uh, NBC Universal deal goes away, that SmackDown could be pitched as a three-hour show and they could even have more long-term programming on their, on their air. God, uh, hope not. Fine. Hope not. Yeah. I mean, you think that SmackDown roster is thin now. Imagine that show going three hours. You know, raw, raw such as it is, you have... If he's Slater all over the show, which is cool, I still love that he Slater is on both shows. Like this guy has it all. Yeah. Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, and Heath Slater are the guys that are all over the show. So good for Heath, honestly. You know, it's not a bad thing for him that he wasn't drafted. Guy's getting a payday twice a week compared to the once a week of everyone else. For those of you wondering, this is my beautiful patriotic shirt tonight. God again. Yeah, look at you. Look look at this bad boy. Is that is that bow tie actually 3D or is that just on the shirt? It's just on the shirt, but Rob, I got dressed up. It's a special occasion when, when Rob of Shake Them Ropes is oh, on Thank you on our Monday night podcast. So I had to get dressed up for you. Oh, I appreciate it. I want to uh, before we I'm get into this pants, raw. By the way. Oh, that's terrible. Before yeah. we get into raw, I want your thoughts on the TNA news. We did a podcast yesterday, or I did a pod- podcast rather yesterday, uh, discussing a lot of the changes with TNA. Billy Corgan in day-to-day operations, Dixie Carter out. The wrestlers have been told this is legit and that Dixie will not be making very many day-to-day decisions. What do you think about that move for TNA? And do you, do you think it'll benefit them? Do you think it'll make any noticeable change? Or what did you think when you heard this? It's not going to make any difference. Billy Corgan isn't exactly a genius business mind himself and he had a shot at pro wrestling and he killed Chicago and he no one wanted to work for him and his promotion died to death so he's done it before and now he just has a little bit larger of a scale presence out there no I don't see anything and you know when you the first move you make on screen is trying MMA out does that breed a lot of confidence in you I don't know I'm gonna have to wait to see that the, the correct thing, play. yes, the correct thing to do would wait and see it play out and actually see how it's presented. But when you first hear of, you know, last week you have Damian Sandow on television, and I like Damian Sandow. The dude's never going to be a big deal, and he's going out there and talking about how he's going to change the template of pro wrestling. I hyperbolic much? You don't. You can go out there and rise to expectations and even over deliver to expectations. But when you set up the bar as changing the world of wrestling, which all of these guys, when they go to TNA or when they go anywhere else, some guys, when they go back to WWE, it's all the same. The first thing they want to say is about how they were held back and how they're going to change the game. And that's great if they really believe it. But going out there and saying the same promo as everyone else, it it gets old really quick. And there's not a history there. The only one who actually did change the game in TNA was Kurt Angle. Every other person who's gone there. And Kurt Angle didn't even cut a promo like that. Like Damian Sandow. Okay. Kurt Angle comes in. He headbutts Samoa Joe. He lets his actions do the talking. Everyone else who's nowhere near at the level of a Kurt Angle goes into WWE or goes into TNA. The first move they want to make is cut a 10-minute promo, boring the people to tears, telling them how they're going to change wrestling. And guess what? The first thing they do is start a few with like Mike Bennett. Keep in mind, almost everybody that is listening to that promo has probably already heard them talk about this on a radio show or a podcast or something already. So 
I don't know. I, you know, hey, I hope they have success. I, I'm interested to I, see the uh, would, the, I, the new yeah. championship and the rules enacted. I, I would I would love to see Damian Sandow have success. Aaron Rex in TNA, and then he could have his success can be, you know, be getting TV time and showing the people what he can do and, and having a little bit better of a run than he had in WWE as far as uh, importance to the brand. But even if he does that, he set himself up for disappointment now. He, he can't deliver the expectations of changing the template of pro wrestling. It's ridiculous. But as far as the question goes... Yeah, I don't I don't see a big positive in Billy Corgan getting the reins. I mean, he's doing exactly what Dixie Carter did. Guess who's all over TV now? It's Billy Corgan. Guess who's making weird off the wall ideas? Let's let's do rounds like MMA and pro wrestling. Uh, TNA tried that before and it went nowhere. Well, they, they, did, they didn't try it like that. They they had judges, That's, didn't they? They had judges with 10-minute time limits and if the time limit drew, then they had they went to the judges. And yeah, that's, it was, that was, that's not that's not the same as rounds, and it didn't end by pinfall submission or or TKO either. Yes, I mean, yes, they did. Well, yes, I mean, in between in between the rounds, like where the there's only, a the urgency. only difference is instead of one round of ten minutes, it's three round of five. The only difference, otherwise, it's the and same then, thing. They and did that makes and days. that makes a difference. That makes a difference because somebody can be up two rounds to none, and there's a sense of urgency in that last round. I don't it, know it, how it'll play out. It I adds mean, it, a slight add. Yes, you are right. It adds a little bit more in the way of drama if people are actually biting into the drama. And I just don't, I don't see it catching on. Uh, so this is their big idea right now. As far as behind the scenes, yeah, Billy Corgan's going to take over day to day. This is a guy who had a pretty successful band despite himself or in spite of himself, really. Uh, if, you, if you read anything about the Smashing Pumpkins. I, I, and now he's in charge of a wrestling show. A wrestling show, by the way, that runs Orlando, except for the most opportune times to run Orlando. And maybe they'll change. Maybe WrestleMania weekend next year, they'll actually run an event in Orlando. But they don't draw they a ticket. They haven't sold a ticket in, what is it now? Right, when is the last time they actually sold I a can't. ticket to a show in I, the U.S.? A year and a half? It's been a long time. But, I mean, some change had to be made, whether it was this or something else. Dixie Carter needed to be out of control, and the people that I talked to were unanimously excited. There was one person that I spoke to that, you know, likes – well, I mean, everybody liked Dixie, but one person definitely had their job to thank – had Dixie to thank for their job. And they were kind of worried about that. But other than that, the reception that I heard was was positive. So I hope that he can – Hope there can be some positive made out of this, and I'm, I'm interested to see the new, the new rule set. Is, isn't that an interesting thing too? The fact that you know, while Dixie was in charge, you kept hearing about good morale. Like they were so desperate, they were putting pictures. Let, let, let's let's be real. That was that was a parody of itself, almost. Like they were asked to do that, and they really, really like they they, they made it, at it. They almost made it known it was satire. Yeah, but they were asked to do it, and now and now everyone's even happier because Dixie isn't in charge. Like it's just you know who what can you believe when they put out uh, you know their their well, fun I know what morale. I can believe because these same people told me that morale was not great when Dixie was in charge when all those tweets were happening. Like that, that's where I heard the information that it was practically satire. Were these people? Yeah. But either way, it's interesting. They they tape four days a month. They tape four days a month. Go party in Orlando, tape four days a month, and then have the rest of the month to do whatever you want. 
that's the funny thing about when they say, well, morale is good, morale is bad. Well, how the hell can you tell what morale is when you when you're there for three days every two or three months? They're not like, traveling anywhere, right? What it, morale it's not like is you're on there the road. To have? Yeah. Uh, well, our morale is about to be low. We've got Monday Night Raw. I'm going to make this Raw seem the most exciting thing of all time. You should. Probably not. But you we'll should. See. I'll try. I'll try. Because at one point in the middle of the show, I paused it and caught up later, and I watched the CM Punk documentary. I know you did. At one point, I paused it and did not catch up later. I just let it. I actually didn't even pause it. I just let it keep playing uh, so I could watch Mike Golick Jr. and Stu Gatz talk about fantasy football in fake small tuxes on the, ESPN, on the Watch ESPN gimmick, which, by the way, crashed tonight watch espn broke down tonight yes went to a little 404 page on the old espn.com i don't want people to think that i didn't watch raw watched every second of monday night raw but i did catch the cm punk thing uh i just fast forwarded through commercials and stuff by the way guys if you you all haven't checked out mm fightful.com do that some of you are on Mm -hmm. youtube watching this go to fightful.com watch on our podcast page we have a ton of exclusives up i have one Chael Sonnen talking about the CM Punk situation. We have a couple of features from Brandon Howard uh, breaking down G1 attendance, breaking down WWE house show attendance this week. You're going to have Vince Raw's, Vince Russo's Raw review column up, Showdown Joe talking UFC 202. We have a huge week at Fightful.com. Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, uh, Friday night. Ryan Cook's covering that. I think it's Alex Palowski or maybe maybe it's Ryan Cook covering NXT the next night. And then Carlos Toro covering UFC 202. Then Showdown Joe and I are on a podcast right after 202 talking about that. Alex will join me following that. Then we got SummerSlam. Then a podcast after that. We've got a ton of stuff. Join our viewing parties too. We had over 1,000 comments in our Raw viewing party tonight. Very happy to see that. Also, our forums are undergoing an overhaul this week. So... Look for that. That comes if you uh, sign up for Fightful.com. Absolutely free. No credit card required, anything like that, and you'll get early access to all of our podcasts, uh, features, Wikipedia, true or false, lots of cool stuff, you guys. Rob, I want your honest feelings. What as a, as a, as a whole, as I stuttered right there, what did you think of tonight's Raw? And it's, I know it's hard because it's a three-hour Raw, and the bad is probably going to outweigh the good no matter what. Tonight's Raw was the best Raw of all time. It was the it was the greatest episode of in the show's history and all what sixteen thousand episodes, um, the longest weekly episodic multicultural program on any network with three letters as its name. Uh, greatness, greatness. There were there were some good, there was some bad. The bad, uh, just in the general scheme, was that what matches are you promoting for SummerSlam? Again, it's the Sa- it's the Sheamus and Cesaro show, a best of seven when Cesaro was already up to zero. Holy shit. What I mean, did we do to deserve this? The main event segment, again, Roman Reigns and Rusev, we just got the damn 20-minute match, and now we're supposed to see it again just because the U.S. championship is on the line when tonight's match was about Rusev defending the honor of his wife. So go Rusev. No wonder the crowd's chanting for Rusev. Yeah, we want to see you defend this uh this you know young lady's honor against this bully this daddy's boy roman reigns and you know where's the d-lo brown chest protector to add damage whenever he he hits people if if there was one episode where you wanted to point to in 2016 and say this this is how you know they don't care about buying pay-per-views the big thing in wwe right now is getting ratings 
It's putting the demon on Raw and not waiting until SummerSlam. It's putting your Roman Reigns Rusev uh, main event on Raw instead of waiting for SummerSlam. It's Cesaro and Sheamus or whatever you want to do. It's Brock Lesnar getting to beat up Heath Slater. Uh, yeah, they don't. You're going to buy the network. You bought it today. That means you, in effect, bought the pay-per-view. They don't need to sell you the pay-per-view because you've already bought it. Well, let's let's go ahead and get into this. Rusev came out with Lana. Oh, God, it's just I gotta run. I actually gotta run through all this. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Rusev rants. Shane McMahon or Stephanie McMahon comes out, runs him down for not showing Foley respect. Yeah, Rusev, which I thought was very good, threatened to give Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan a call. Yeah. I think this is awesome. Threaten an open market within the storyline. I like that. I'll tell you what I would like even more, Rob. If it becomes like a storyline, something of that nature, and Rusev gets would get re-signed for, and you know he says that he took them for a bunch of money, and then a guy like maybe Kevin Owens is pissed off at him and attacks him because, as a result, he gets lowballed on his offer. I would love for something of that nature, you know. Just something different, something new. I want every week on Raw. Every week. Hold on, maybe they can sign A-Rod. They could, they should. I mean, if Miami doesn't get him first, someone someone better. I mean, you got a month and a half of prime A-Rod hitting four home runs to be the team that got him 700. I mean, come on now. Yeah. Uh, I don't care if he's, he's a He's more likely to hit four in the WWE than he is in Miami. No, he will hit exactly four in Miami because that's all he'll be doing. He's going to hit a buck 11 and hit four home runs with four RBI, and Ichiro Suzuki is going to carry that team to the wild card. But I hope so. Yeah, I would love that. I imagine, especially if Barry Bonds comes out of retirement to hit cleanup. Jesus um, Christ! This—I uh, don't even know where we're at on this episode of Raw. Really, I don't. I, but Rusev, Rusev, and oh my Rusev God, we just started. Free agency, rather, we just started. Yeah. Oh, oh God, we just started. Oh, we we're, we're, we can speed through a lot of this. I don't want worry. every segment of every Raw for the rest of time to feature at least one wrestler in said segment, basically threatening to leave, going to SmackDown, but never actually going to SmackDown. Never, not a one. I want no one actually going to SmackDown, but they got to threaten it. They got to threaten it because that would just add to the comedy of it too. And eventually McFoley is going to be like, everyone threatens this. No one actually leaves. What's happening here? Um, I will say one thing. Holy Foley looks awful. Yeah, well, yeah. Can't wait to not watch that. Uh, Rusev versus Reigns made for later in the night, which begs the question, why? Oh, no, we won't, but we'll, we'll attack the question later. <laughs> we won't. We, I, I want, Sean, you to set up a, a question that we'll answer later on in the show and we, we get to none of them. Everything's going to be later <laughs> in the show. And then by the time the show ends, I bring just up like all the raw. questions. Like, uh, just like, just like raw. Just like, you, you, sir, are on it tonight. Ah, Seamus versus Sami Zayn. We had Seamus um, on the mic. It was pretty bad. <laughs> and, and, you know, every time that Sami Zayn comes on air, Vince Russo, Calls it calls Sami Zayn a taxi driver. I wish a goddamn taxi would have shown up and driven Sheamus away from the microphone because he needed it. Um, either way, Sami Zayn beats Sheamus when Cesaro distracts Sheamus, and you could see Sheamus looking out of the corner of his eye for the cue to be distracted. Um, this is okay. Now, also, 
if Sami Zayn can hit a blue thunder bomb on Sheamus, there's no reason for that to not be his finish. No, pin a guy. We've talked about that. Pin a guy with it every yeah. once in a while. I mean, to be his finish on everybody. Pin Heath Slater with it. You know, yeah. It just once. It doesn't have to be. You know, set it up as an extra possible finish down the line. Maybe it, it only wins one every five times it hits, but at least it wins sometimes. This is unbelievable because now we have basically Cesaro's last couple of feuds included Sami Zayn, who was a loser, who kept interfering in Cesaro title matches, and now Sheamus, who is a loser, who keeps interfering in Cesaro title matches. Cesaro can't get these championships. He get he keeps getting you know slogged away with these losers, and now he's in a best of seven series that's going to go all the way till what backlash? Uh, what what's the pay per view for Night of Champions? It's going to go for a month, and he's already up two zero. If he wins at SummerSlam, if Cesaro wins at SummerSlam, which he probably shouldn't, the heel should start off with a one zero lead. But if he won, he'd be up three zero. And we'd have still many, many matches more to go. I don't it's, get why we need a best of seven series when Cesaro has won two matches in a row with Sheamus. Have one match, make it in a cage or something, and be done with it. It's funny because Vince and I talked on last Thursday's show. We spoke about the Savio Vega-Steve Austin feud from 1996. Uh-huh. I brought up how I didn't give a single shit about either one of those guys. But after their first match on Raw, I did. At 11 years old, I cared. I didn't want to care about either one of those guys, but I did. Mm-hmm. People want to care about Cesaro. And they, they want to, they but they're finding not getting a lot of help. They're not getting yeah, a lot of help. Yeah, they're not trying. giving us reasons to. Yeah. It's just so, it's uh, insane. We can we can bypass their their backstage segment. They're yeah. in a best of seven. Best of seven. Uh Chris Chris Benoit versus Booker T, this this will not be. I'm sure they can have good matches. Sure. I almost knocked my mic over there. Uh, put something on the line. Say that these guys get something besides. Well, well, I don't know. You know, Cesaro already got something. He got the U.S. championship shot, which he was That's then true. screwed out of. And guess who's not going to get a rematch for it? Cesaro, because yeah. he, he's he's a pushover. He, he is, right? I mean, the gimmick of Cesaro yeah. is that he's really good, but he's a pushover. Heesh. Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho backstage. I like this segment. Um it was just them playing off of each other. Yeah. I, li- I like these two together. I-, I really enjoy them together. I think that WWE saw that they had some chemistry when they worked together a little bit, and it- they-, they pumped the brakes on it a little bit, but now now they're full on. They got a tag team name, Jericho. Jericho. Yeah, these two guys, put them in a room for five minutes and just let a camera roll, and they will make something interesting uh, what's really cool, too, is that they feed off of almost everybody. Remember the segment, what, um, two months ago when Alberto Del Rio was involved, too, and and those three were in front of the camera in the backstage for, like, five minutes, and Alberto Del Rio was bringing it. Like, those two guys just know how to feed off of everyone in the room, not just each other. Uh, yeah, this was another fun time, and it, it's a cool tag team, this Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens tag team. I'm interested to see how far it goes. It's very possible that they just promote Enzo and Cass at SummerSlam and then they go away and they go their separate ways. But a tag team of Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho is something new for both of them. It also keeps Kevin Owens away from Sami Zayn and they have a multitude of people to work with. Up next, New Day versus Dudley Boys. This was a fairly short match, if I remember correctly. Uh, It was like a minute and 15. 
why are the Dudley boys on Raw? I mean, maybe maybe they're heading for a split, so so it could be that. But <laughs> why they could why be are use the, on SmackDown? Yeah. Why are the Dudley boys? Why are the Dudley boys? Question mark. Just in general, sure. why are they? I uh, none of these. They could be of use on SmackDown. They could be. Oh, feuding yeah. with American Alpha on SmackDown. Absolutely. Well, everyone can be feuding with American Alpha. I, those guys, but you need more tag teams on SmackDown. You're right. I, they could be feuding with American Alpha. Golden Truth can be on SmackDown and actually doing a little bit more. And you have these tag teams who are doing nothing. The whole idea of this brand split was to give more opportunities, right? And you have everyone doing the same exact thing that they were doing before. Who, who why, would, been... why would Golden Truth be on SmackDown? Are there like more Pokemon in the SmackDown arenas? Like, Hey, well, when you're brand splitting and they're only on Raw, they're only getting half the Pokemon, uh, the way I understand it. Why not go everywhere? Why not? They can be the Heath Slaters of the tag team scene. Just show up everywhere, catch Pokemon, and go. Who was the Team Rocket Pokemon? Was that the cat, Meowth? I don't know anything about Pokemon. I I played it when I was like 12 or 13. I I did the Game Boy. They need that. They need to turn heel and and adopt the Team Rocket mascot. I, I uh, I had the red cartridge. When I played it yeah. on the Game Boy, yeah, yeah, I had I had the red and the yellow one. I think I had a pinball game too, based on it. Oh, kind of wow. weird. Oh. Um, Seth Rollins backstage looking for Finn Balor. He walks up to a very wooden Neville, who is absolutely terrible at talking. Now he's Man, a, this guy. Now he's a real boy. <laughs> yeah. He's so bad at talking. Holy shit. Which is not, I mean, uh, that's not a cool thing to say, but in Neville's case, it absolutely is true. Like, it's a guy who, he concentrated so much on sculpting the body and knowing how to wrestle that it's as if he didn't even talk in real life for probably like 10 years and he just forgot how to yeah. do it. Well, I'll tell you what, what makes it look even worse is that he's been in the WWE system how long now? How many years? Oh, five. Delilah Doom shows up to face Nia Jax yeah. and is immediately better than him on the mic. Immediately. Well, some people have it and some people don't. And Neville's a guy sure. who everyone even said when he was in Dragon Gate USA and Evolve, everyone knew. Uh, it's just not part of his game. It's not what he does. And he never developed it. I mean, everything that he was in NXT and Developmental 4 to develop never happened. He already knew how to work. He already knew how to yeah. wrestle. And you're supposed to develop the characters. You know, that's why Finn Balor was down there so long, really. I mean, develop that entrance, develop the speaking skills, develop the confidence. And he's done that a little bit, but Neville Neville went nowhere. Neville was the same person before as he is now. That's a very good point. Uh, speaking of Delilah Doom, she faced Nia Jack. She was introduced as Rachel Levy. She cut a promo before that saying she had been watching the Olympics and tonight she was going to go for the gold and it made her believe in herself i liked it i liked the squash match too i, I really enjoyed the part where nia Jax sat rachel up on the top rope then pushed her off there you can tell that they're doing the, these things in the nia Jax braun Strowman squash matches where they do like one different thing each time and i like that that shows a ripple in each character so i'm cool with that and now it looks as if they're doing sort of a rotation where one week one of them has a squash match. One of them has a promo video. Uh, and I don't know how that formula will go. Nia Jax wins. Do you think this is leading to something involving Nia Jax and Braun Strowman? No, I don't. Not those two together. No, I don't. 
Um, that would be cool though. Uh, like a power couple in NXT. Yeah. They're, they're just watching. All of a sudden you have Nia Jax out there decimating chicks and you have Braun Strowman out there decimating dudes. And like you start seeing Nia Jax watching the Braun Strowman matches and Braun Strowman watching the Nia Jax matches. And all of a sudden they come start coming out in the ring. This could be something that you go all the way to, towards Christmas in the Royal Rumble. Like they just start showing up to each other's matches. Every once in a while you see them walk backstage next to each other and they exchange a look. Eventually they start talking. Eventually they start training or trading like secrets and, and workouts and, and food intake and just everything and like oh i saw you crush that dude i saw you crush that chick and they do a little goofy smile and they're just like preteens who are you know starting great the opposite sex for the first time or they could be strictly platonic i don't know they could be meant yeah you know nia Jax could mentor braun Strowman. yeah you know obviously they one up each other on destroying people by the way oh. nia Jax nia Jax eliminates heath slater from the 2017 royal rumble right uh one of them does and then they brag about it at their club. Yeah. Braun could do it. And then they brag about it over dinner. Uh, a nice salmon, possibly. Um, I love the possibilities of them doing it together, but I just don't think that's what's on in the cards. Uh, but after SummerSlam, you got to do something different now, right? Maybe, you maybe they can do a new, day, a new day intergender APA where they just show up and kill people. I mean, I'd be fine with it. I don't, I don't know. You know, I would be fine with it. I don't know how everyone re- would react to that. Uh, but yeah, you're be coming retread. up. Hey, you're coming up on the time where you have to do a little bit something different. Like, I don't know if we can go through another month of them doing the same exact thing. It's time to start evolving it. Uh, you know, I like the idea of merging them together eventually over the long haul, but I don't believe that's what's going to happen. So I, I really want to see what they are. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done going to do because if it's another month of them doing the same exact thing that's no buys brock lesnar out to the ring he is interrupted by heath slater who is one of my favorite characters on wwe tell in all of wrestling period heath slater may be my favorite comedy character ever in pro wrestling I love him because he he's fantastic. He owns what he does. He knows what he's there for, and he's making the most of it. He's not a guy who's giving hints over uh, social media that he should be more important or higher than he, what he is. He's not a guy who's ruffling feathers. He's going out there. Again, he's getting paydays on both Raw and SmackDown. He's, he's doing pretty fun segments. And here, guess who he worked with tonight? Brock Lesnar. Brock Les- not only that, they didn't, you know, he got his ass kicked. But they made they made his character stronger and him getting his ass kicked because he stood up to Brock Lesnar. How many guys on the roster do you see willing to do that? Now, getting your ass kicked by Brock Lesnar probably ain't going to hurt anybody. You've seen you've seen it happen to Mark Henry, Big Show. Uh, you saw it happen to Mark Hunt last month on pay per view. So I mean, not that big of a deal. Brock Lesnar was great in this segment. Heath Slater was great in this segment. I thought Paul Heyman was good as well. Slater pleaded. He said that he wanted a match so he could beat Lesnar and get a contract. Yep. Said that he had kids. Brock Lesnar said he could relate and respected it. 
but that he didn't give a shit about Heath Slater's kids. Why would he? I thought this was perfect. Heath Slater's kids ain't paying him nothing. Yeah. So what's it? <laughs> Heath Slater said, my two daughters and my other kids. <laughs> yeah, my other kids. Yeah, you know, every dad knows who the best children are, and Heath Slater's just not afraid to admit it. Uh, what's cool, though, is, okay, so SmackDown last week, Rhino beats Heath Slater. Rhino gets the contract. But Daniel Bryan was going to offer Heath Slater a second chance, but Heath Slater walked out before he could get Daniel Bryan's message. So now Heath Slater comes to Raw. He's probably going to show up on SmackDown again. Will Daniel Bryan give him that second chance still, or will he make him uh, beg and earn it some other way? We'll see on SmackDown. But this is a guy who's working both shows. He's not going to be on the pay-per-view, so that's a downside. But working both shows is still pretty cool right now. I hope they have him. I'm sure they'll do like a tape. Are they doing a taping before back to Brooklyn? I'm sure they are, right? Of of what SmackDown? NX, of NXT. Are they doing an NXT taping before the back to Brooklyn? Oh, before the back to Brooklyn. Oh, I would imagine they'll tape in at least one I, I episode. I hope yeah. he's on it. Yeah. I, I hope would. he's on it. Yeah. I, I'm not exactly uh, sure what the schedule looks like, but I think they have to. Uh, yeah. Because the next taping is on uh, Friday, I think. So I love the Brock Lesnar Heath Slater segment. I mean, we were we're down on Raw. There were a lot of things I liked on this show. It's just three hours, you guys. Three there was hours. some good stuff, but yes, this, you're right. This was another episode where it's the three hours that really gets you because there's some good stuff, but not enough good stuff to even fill two hours, let alone three. Yeah. Big Cass beat Kevin Owens via DQ. Jericho and Owens just beat the crap out of Cass, bring him into the ring. Cass fights them both off. We get super kicked. Jericho and Owens stand tall. This is setting up their match. I'm excited for this match. I mean, Enzo and Cass are fine. They're, I mean, Enzo's not good in the ring. Cass is passable, but, but Cass- I get the feeling that Owens and Jericho are the type of guys that want to make them look really, really good. Yeah, well, I, I think Owens, if he likes them, will. Like, if he likes them as people. Uh, but yeah, Cass wasn't bad tonight. I like well, Cass. Owens, Owens does like them as people. They ride together. Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, as long as he likes you, uh, he's going to work for you. He's going to try for you. Um, anyway, on the NXT thought, yes. So uh, the next NXT tapings are Thursday. Uh, next Thursday, the Thursday after SummerSlam. Okay. So for that Wednesday episode, unless they do a, you know, a best of TakeOver Brooklyn episode, which they've done before for other TakeOvers, uh, generally usually around Christmas time, though. Uh, they'll probably have an hour episode that is taped before the Back to Brooklyn show on the WWE Network, which could possibly feature Kota Ibushi. Uh, you know, a lot some of these Cruiserweight Classic guys are in town because the Cruiserweight Classic taping is next Friday. Uh, so it can possibly, uh, possibly see some of those guys. We had a couple segments, and, you know, we've been bitching about the three hours. We had the Shining Stars versus the Primetime Players. And Neville versus Jinder Mahal. Now, mm-hmm. they, they had the primetime players reunite briefly. Titus turned on Darren Young, cost him the match. Their match last week, I do these uh, Raw YouTube rankings. I do them for Raw, SmackDown, Cruiserweight Classic, NXT, Impact. The Darren Young versus Titus O'Neil match was one of the lowest viewed male matches I have ever seen on Raw. It was, it was terrible. Yeah. There have been Cruiserweight Classic matches that out – Drew that. That's really bad because this isn't W. You know, it's just bad. It's bad. Shining stars get the win. Sure, whatever. Neville beats Jinder Mahal. 
not a damn person in that crowd cared about this. No one cares because they don't know what they're doing with Neville right now. Neville, in a way, is doing the squash matches just like Braun, just in a different type of fashion, and no one really knows why. He's, he's doing it more impressively. He's doing it against actual WWE wrestlers. Yeah, which is interesting, too, with Neville, because I don't know what they keep having him come out and win for when there seems to be no real direction. Uh, unless when they bring the cruiserweights in, they do plan on Neville being one of the cruiserweights and a top star in the cruiserweight division, which is still, is still possible. Um, and as for the shining stars, yeah, the shining stars are geeks that lose and then they get these fluke wins for no reason. Uh, primetime players going out there. This is another match that might blow off on the pre-show of SummerSlam is this Darren Young, Titus O'Neil match. So there's one of your three likely kickoff show matches, the big final battle between Darren Young and Titus O'Neil. Jesus. Um, Seth Rollins comes out. Actually, before this, Mick Foley uh, announces that Jon Stewart will be his and Stephanie's guest at SummerSlam. Yeah, that was something. Yeah. Was, is he gonna, what, do you, what do you think about this? Is he going to help Seth Rollins again? Is he going to help him? Is he going to cost John Cena a match with AJ Styles? Like, what is John Stewart going to be there? Maybe he just comes out and cuts a little neat promo before the Styles-Cena match playing off their history from a year ago. Uh, but I would sure love him to, uh, to cost a challenger to Seth Rollins again. It'd be hilarious. Question for you. John Stewart, future WWE Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Luke Gallows and Golden Truth, or Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson against Golden Truth. Gallows and Anderson won. Uh, they brought out P with them. I, I'm glad they're getting to show character. It's really all you got to say. Glad they're going to show some character or whatever. Uh, Balor interrupts a Seth Rollins promo after he is sent out there to confront the demon. Mm-hmm. So you had Balor in the demon get up. What do, you th- do you think that he should be the demon all the time on TV? No, not no. I was somewhat advocating that he should never be. Uh, that the, the leather jacket look, I think, plays a little bit. Um, shows a tough confidence in his ability instead of having to hide behind face paint to summon up the energy to actually get motivated for a big match, which is what the face paint really is. It's him summoning up energy that he doesn't have on regular matches uh, to go out there and try to win. And- well, he should just take on at Shroom Tech for that. Let's be real. He should. He should. Where can the people get on it? They can go to our podcast page at Fightful.com slash podcast. Open up any podcast page. By the way, guys, I fixed uh, the RSS feed so you all can subscribe to that now. Click that podcast link, that on it link on the podcast page, rather. Support the show. Support the show. Anything helps us. These, these wonderful benefactors that we have have to recoup some of this pay. But, uh, yes, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, the demon, the, the thing that I get, people either want him all in or all out on the demon. And, again, whichever they want, they want to play it, uh, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't care. It's, it makes for a cool entrance, but that's kind of all it is I, to me. Yeah. It's the entrance, and he goes back to being, you know, Finn Balor in the ring, and now he's just, you know, covered in paint for whatever reason. Um, but if you look a little bit deeper to it, if it's a little bit more nuanced, this is a guy that doesn't have the confidence to go out there by himself and win. He has to summon up this this demon character and motivate himself even more than winning a championship, right? And, and that's kind of what it is. 
That's what it is. Now, the question is, whether you care about him being the demon or not, them bringing it out on Raw and beating up Seth Rollins instead of waiting to see the demon on the pay-per-view. Again, another sign that they just don't care about selling pay-per-views. You'll subscribe to the network. They already got you. Now they're going to make you watch the television show and double dip so they can get the ratings plus the views on the pay-per-view for USA Network. So, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I, I could live without the face paint. I really can. I can live without the demon character. I could also, sure as hell, live without Seth Rollins repeating for five minutes, Demon King. I like the, the demon character. I think it set them apart. I think it offers something different. Uh, you know, If they want to do it every week, they'll have to find a more time a less time-consuming way in order to apply that pain, because I know it takes quite a while. So that sets up, as you mentioned, this was not what closed the show when it very well could have been. Why do you think that was? Do you think they're just giving up on that third hour? Kind of. I really do. I think they're getting ready for football, and they're getting ready for giving up on the third hour. Um, Or they just... They really do see Roman Reigns as a big, huge superstar in the making and want to give him the prominent slot at the end of the show. Uh, because otherwise, it makes no sense. Rusev and Roman Reigns is not one of your top marquee matches at SummerSlam. It does not have to be that final go-home segment. It's also not a segment that I pe- think people are really waiting for. Like, if you thought that was going to be your big ratings draw, stay for the third hour so you can watch Rusev and Roman Reigns, people aren't staying. That third hour ain't going to do that well, guys. They may have waited to see if Finn Balor was going to come out as the demon. I really do believe that people would have waited more for that than watching a Rusev-Roman Reigns match. And we won't know now. Uh, we'll see the ratings for the third hour, and we'll see them go down, and we'll be like, oh, it must be because of Rusev. Not Roman Reigns, obviously. God damn it, I'm Vince McMahon. I know what I'm doing. It's Charlotte and Dana Brooke backstage, and Charlotte more or less kicked Dana Brooke to the curb. Really gave her to boot here. Said that after she wins the title back on uh, at SummerSlam, she may even recommend that Dana Brooke be replaced sent to SmackDown with somebody and replaced by someone who is competent. Charlotte then beat Alicia Fox in a match, basically a warm-up match, with, which I'm cool with. I, I love the, the warm-up matches. I think that they should be a thing in MMA. I think they should be a thing in pro wrestling. You know, not completely abuse them, make them, I don't want to say special, but just use them. Sure, use them. Do you think this is a swerve? It was a swerve, obviously. I mean, she wasn't kicking Dana Brooke to the curve because Dana Brooke came to save her later on, and it was all an idea. It was all to get in Sasha Banks' sure. head. Um, they, they've, they've teased this before, though, and I wonder how many times they'll, they'll tease this. They, they're going to tease it to the end of days uh, with any type of angle they ever do with everybody. Also, you should not have warm-up matches in MMA. Absolutely ridiculous idea, Sean. I think you should. No, uh, because then you're you're that's an extra match where somebody is risking injury and you also see upsets all the time. You don't you're not going to go into a warm-up match for a title fight to get tune in. That's what sparring is for. Oh no, that's the you watch Khabib Nurmagomedov, you watch John Jones against OSP, you see uh Tony Ferguson against Lando Venata. There have been three cases over the past several months where that is a good idea. No. Robert Robert. Those, and yeah. those aren't tune-up matches, by the way. Those are, we have to get John Jones back in the ring, and we want him to win, so we'll give him this match. That's a tune-up fight. No. That's what a tune-up fight is. It's not. It is. 
Uh, Roman Reigns versus Rusev. Uh, what the hell? Good match. Really liked it. Uh, don't understand it. <laughs> These guys have a pay-per-view match. Sunday, United States Championship. Um, Roman Reigns wins. So what are – I don't know. And I mean – I just They're, don't know. I don't. I, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm at a loss for words. I don't like. You've got a pay per view, not a pay per view. Yep. A special event. A special event. It'll be bought on pay per view by about twenty thousand people, uh, yeah. who are going to buy it anyway. They're just always going to buy that pay per view. Yeah, Weird. it doesn't make any sense because now we're supposed to be holding the U.S. Championship on a pedestal. That is why we're still going to buy the show. That's why we're going to subscribe to the network to watch the same match we just watched for a championship so it, it the whole draw is the u.s title that's the entire draw now this match was good some may be going into uh SummerSlam saying this match was really good i would like to see it I thought, when I thought it was i thought it was very good and the crowd yeah. was into it too. Oh, well the crowad was into it because really I, and yes they were pro rusev for a lot of points when you really shouldn't be and they went they had rusev get on the mic to try and make sure they had the crowd going in the direction they wanted it didn't quite work but Rusev and Roman Reigns, say what you will about either one of them, they got the crowd into it. A 20-minute match at the end of three and a half hours, they got the crowd into that match and the people cared. They really did. Roman Reigns is really good in the ring when he wants to be, and he wants to be very often. Uh, Rusev is excellent. Now, I, I don't care about watching this match again. I just saw it. I don't need to watch the match again. Um, and I think... It also, if you want to go into uh, booking situations, I think it makes it more likely that Rusev is going to retain the championship because they gave Roman the big long win here on Raw, a show where more people are going to watch it. So I could see Rusev somehow maintaining the championship at SummerSlam, and I don't think it's going to be clean. So now what did you do? You did the 20-minute pay-per-view match on Raw, and you're going to get some type of screw job on the pay-per-view SummerSlam. And it'll, and it'll lead to another match because you can't ever just have one match in WWE. It's no. really weird. You can't just have one because they have no depth and they have to stretch shit out. I don't... Mm -hmm. You can just have one match. I don't understand that. And then if the match is a super awesome match, come back and do it again later. Let that build. If you have a fantastic match, let that make two people. Mm -hmm. let that get two people over and then run with them. I don't know. Uh, SmackDown tomorrow night. You think it's going to be a throwaway show as well? Yeah, I mean, you'll get the final build to John Cena, AJ Styles, so that'll be something to look forward to. Um, I don't care anything about this Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler build. I'm, I'm looking forward to the match. I am, but I don't need to see any of the build for it. Uh, just put him in the ring, let him wrestle for 15 minutes on a pay-per-view. That'll be fun. Uh, so, yeah, I, I see there's going to be a lot of hit and miss on that show, too. They do have the necessary components to put on a better show. The two hours, the talent that's going to be on the show. Uh, I want to see what Heath Slater's going to do. I, I really want to see what Heath Slater's going to do as far as trying to get a contract with SmackDown. So there's a lot to look forward to, actually. And also the buildup to any type of women's division. Any type of women's division. And the tag team division. Seeing what they do with Becky Lynch and Natalia, Seeing what they do with American Alpha. There's a lot of cool questions that you want to see the answers to. So SmackDown, I think, will be worth watching more so than what Raw ended up being tonight. Rob, you beat your your Shake Them Ropes co-host, Jeff Hawkins, in the ratings again last week. Right, because I'm more important, yes. 
Congratulations. Tell the people about Shake Them Ropes before we bid you adieu and I talk a little bit about this CM Punk documentary. Shake Them Ropes is an awesome podcast. You can catch it at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. Uh, Jeff Hawkins, who does the Tuesday shows with Sean Ross, Stars and Stripes, Sap, uh, and I discuss pro wrestling, WWE, NXT, and so forth. And I promise this week I should be in a much better mood than what I am on this uh, on this podcast right now because I will not have just watched a three-hour episode of WWE Raw. Uh, so go check it out. Go check it out right now. Rob, thank you very much. We will catch you next Monday. Bye. Let me know uh, when you talk about this little CM Punk documentary. Let me know if they ever reveal who Mickey Gall is actually going to fight at UFC 203, okay? Jesus Christ. Goodbye. So the CM Punk documentary, you guys. um, I was upset at first. They they sent out a media screener last week, which I checked the wrong email and didn't know until about 7 p.m. tonight that I had it. So I I watched it at the beginning or a little bit before Raw, at the beginning of Raw. Uh, So I did get to see it. I thought it was good. Uh, CM Punk seems like a very jaded person, like a guy who loved the idea of celebrity. And then when he got it, he was like, well, this is overwhelming. And I'm sure that attention can be overwhelming and it can jade you, especially when you get the type of social media response that he has. It showed him in, you know, training, learning, and he did, you know, he looked like any beginner that I've ever seen. And it showed him in his first smoker fight against a guy who at the time was a 4-0 and MMA fighter. And he got his ass kicked. He really did. And he did not look great. But this was him two months in. Duke Rufus said that normally he wouldn't let people fight or exhibition fights that early, especially against the level of competition in which he faced. I agree with that. But CM Punk wanted to be thrown um, out of the frying pan into the fire, so to speak. So good for him. He's he's going about it the right way. I saw a lot of people that were watching this beforehand that tweeted sarcastically about Punk and all this stuff. He went to the right place. He went to Duke Rufus's camp. I have a hard time believing that Duke Rufus would put CM Punk in a position to take a fight until he was ready. So maybe he's ready. Now, I'm not saying he's going to beat Mickey Gall. But you know, th- this footage of him from back when it was filmed – He didn't look any better or worse than he should have at that stage, in my opinion. You can tell he had not trained as extensively in Brazilian jiu-jitsu as many had thought. It was more of a hobby to him than something that he had done religiously, and he had admitted as much. It also showed uh, AJ, April Brooks, on the show, and she was still in the WWE at the time, and they mentioned that. They mentioned as much as as well. I think this is worth a watch. I think it's going to be a good series. Interested to see how he progresses on this. But yeah, they they have him training and doing smokers and exhibition fights with the type of people that he absolutely should because Mickey Gall is not the best fighter in the world. He's not a UFC caliber fighter. He is a pretty athletic dude who is going to attack CM Punk's weaknesses, whatever they may, they may be. And I'm sure that Mickey Gall's camp is watching this footage and is preparing accordingly. Uh, guys, sign up for Fightful.com. I, I could run down the list of all the features and exclusives and all that stuff, but I've already done it. Lots of stuff. Chael Sonnen interview, yada, yada, all that. Talking to Bellator, UFC fighters. Got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Share the page, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, 
Every time you all share that stuff, it really helps us out. Bookmark the page. If you don't like MMA, wrestling, or boxing, you can filter that out on our main page. Or you can uh, bookmark our wrestling news page. So you have that as well, too. We have some things where the videos and the exclusives will also go to the news page soon. We've got some like bugs that are getting worked out, and we are kicking off marketing soon. But yeah, comment on our boards. Help us grow this community. We had over 1,000 comments on the uh, live Raw results tonight. Alex Palowski covers pro wrestling unlike any other. I'm very happy to have him there, especially covering Raw. Uh, and our forums are going to be overhauled soon, so you all get to talk a bunch of trash there as well. We're going to have sections for WWE, other companies, wrestling figures, video games, MMA, boxing, any general discussions you may have about features you want to suggest or, or tech tips uh, that you all might need, all that good stuff. Couple of uh, thing, a couple of stories. Shawn Michaels taking a job at the WWE Performance Center. Jason Solomon reported that. Don't let any paywall tell you any different. Jason Solomon reported that news. Uh, Shawn Michaels has a place in Orlando now and is working with talents uh, in the, the finishing portion of the performance center where Terry Taylor had been working. Uh, nothing but good there. That That is a big step in the right direction. I know that Scott Hall has wanted to work there as well, so if he can stay straight, I wouldn't mind them bringing him in as a permanent guy as well. Goldberg appearing at SummerSlam weekend mainly to promote WWE 2K17. There was a video where Brock Lesnar had said, I'm next or you're next or whatever. WWE pulled that, but yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of cool. They're, they're tying that in. I'm sure if they had a match today, it probably wouldn't be any better than the one they had 12 years ago. ROH announces a major new working relationship with CMLL. So they now have another company to job their talent out to. Cool, man. Uh, Basically the point of this is going to be everybody get new Japan guys over. Cool. The Impact spoilers are up on the page. Yeah, guys, we have like two to three dozen news updates every single day. Like there are no slow news days for us at Fightful.com. Jimmy Van and the team have provided me with every possible resource I could ask for to make Fightful.com the type of website that I would want to go to. Everything from videos, like we've got all kinds of videos up on UFC 202, like Conor McGregor training, uh, all the free fights. We've got the first Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz fight coming up on the website under our video section. As always, the podcast section, you sign up, you get early access to that Vince Russo podcast I do every week, uh, early access to the Vince Russo columns and the Showdown Joe columns. Lots of cool stuff. Sasha Banks called Stephanie McMahon a role model. Sure, if you're talking about success, yeah. Yeah, sure. She's okay. What do you all think about the Olympics? Michael Phelps, hot damn. One of the best Olympians ever, right? Either way, we've got Olympic boxing coverage up as well. Carlos Toro taking care of that. Did you all see the Nick Diaz video? Nate Diaz is now the most responsible, successful person in that camp. I mean, even before this, he was. Nate Diaz argued with USADA, who showed up to test him today. I don't know if he was afraid of getting popped for weed or what it is, but you can't fail for weed in an out-of-competition test. You can only do that the night of a fight. Told the USADA agent to come back in five or six hours. We have the video up on Fightful.com, so check that out. As always, go to that on it page, uh, on our podcast page. Help us out. Uh, I'm going to talk about setting up the the fan funding thing, which YouTube has been pressuring us to do. I don't know what that is. If anything, that would just help Fightful grow. 
don't know what that does or anything of that nature, but YouTube's been bugging us to do that. As always, Fightful.com, share the page, share the podcast, thumbs up the podcast, subscribe to our YouTube page. It really, really helps you guys. Every extra visit that you all all make to Fightful.com goes a really long way, helps us hire uh, new writers, helps us provide more stories. Uh, The more writers we have, the more stories we can put out. The more interviews we can do, the more exclusives we can bring you, the more podcasts we can do, all that good stuff. So please support Fightful. Very important to us uh, that you do that. I want to thank you all so much. I am back here tomorrow night after SmackDown with Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes. I am back Wednesday night with Showdown Joe Talk and UFC 202. That's going to be a big show. Back Thursday afternoon with Vince Russo talking all the crazy stuff about Raw, SmackDown, SummerSlam upcoming, maybe try to get him to talk a little NXT. Then Saturday night after UFC 202, me and Showdown Joe are here to talk about that. Uh, and then after that, that same night, Alex Palowski is going to join me to talk NXT TakeOver back to Brooklyn. I'm going to have a double screen deal going for that so I can cover both of those. Then Sunday night, right after the show, I'm back for the post-SummerSlam uh, edition of the Fightful.com podcast. And then there we go again, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right back at it, you guys. I want to thank you all so much. As always, share the page, yada, yada. I want to thank you all so much for for helping us out. It's been a very successful first month and a half for Fightful.com. And as I've said, we haven't started marketing yet. Uh, I have another exclusive interview with Muhammad Hassan. I think I'm going to republish the article I did on him in January so you all can see it if you missed it. But I have a follow-up. I'm the only guy that Muhammad Hassan has talked to in the wrestling business for an interview in like years. So I was very, very fortunate that he was willing to speak to me again. Talk to me about how his his wrestling appearances have been. Because after our interview in January, he started to take a couple of appearances. He got in touch with Davari. And they, they've appeared at a, a few things. He's in that WWE lawsuit, which we couldn't get into for obvious reasons. He had some interesting things to say. And as soon as we start marketing the site, I'm going to publish that uh, exclusively for our Fightful members. Very, very excited. Uh, Mark Capani is a great guy. And I can't wait to until you all see what he has to say. Also, I have him for a Wikipedia true or false segment. Too happy about that. I also have another big guest coming. Guys, thank you all so much. DraftBeast.com. On it. On our podcast page. Support our sponsors. Thank you guys so much. Until tomorrow night, I am out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.